This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Creator Claudine Francois and the founder of In Good Clean Taste. I am dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs design a healthy lifestyle by incorporating healthy, delicious tools, tips, and resources that empower their inner and outer game. Every episode, my featured guest and I share our healthy, delicious lifestyle journey on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Hello, and welcome to Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. I am content creator and functional medicine practitioner, Claudine Francois. If your health is suffering and you run all the tests only to be told everything is normal, I would like to be of service. Women are getting incredible insights out of these complimentary sessions I'm offering for a limited time to decode your lab results and show you what you can do to take action. So get the link in the notes. Okay. I am, let's get to today's show. I'm so excited to bring up today's guest. And our topic today is how to craft a healthy, delicious writing process with publisher Corey Wamsley. Um, she is such a wonderful person and a good friend of mine. And I'm going to bring her up from the green room in just a minute, but let me tell you a little bit about this amazing woman first. Corey Wamsley, CEO of Aurora Corialis Publishing, works with leaders who have a transformational story to share that helps them create a legacy and be seen as an expert while building a relationship with the reader. Corey has 18 years experience as a professional writer and editor, including 10 years with the Departments of Energy and Justice and four years as the executive editor of Inspiring Lives magazine. She also wrote eight fiction books and one nonfiction book, The Spark Method, How to Write a Book for Your Business Fast. And she has contributed to two anthologies. Her 10th book, The Treasures We Seek, will be available in November 2023. This woman has been busy, y'all. All right, so let's bring her up. Corey, I'm so excited for you to be here. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for joining today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Oh, I'm so excited to talk with you because I know you have an amazing story to share. And I'm going to start by asking you the first thing that I ask all my guests, which is, what does a healthy, delicious lifestyle mean to you? Yeah. So to me, that means trusting your body, uh, doing what's best for you, taking you know the time that you need to care for yourself uh, instead of trying to you know sh shut it all down, say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Whether that's with your mental health, your physical health, <laughs> you know, whatever. If you need something, it means, you know, pausing and taking care of that need. Oh, that is such a good reminder because I think so many of us women are a very busy and b tending to put other people first to the point where we our health often suffers. So that is such a good reminder. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm. And this really dovetails well, well into your first tip, which is your body is always telling you something important. So pause and listen to it, even if no one else will. Tell us more about that. <laughs> 
So um, I don't talk about my health journey a lot because it doesn't have a lot to do with books, but I'm always encouraging people to open up and talk about this kind of stuff. So thought it was probably a good time to do that. Um, I actually was diagnosed with osteoporosis when I was 26, which sounds completely nutty. And it should have sounded crazy to my doctors too, but they just went, oh, you have osteoporosis. Oh, wonder why. And I'm like, yeah, I do too. Let's figure this out. And they're like, well, you know, you're young, so it's unusual. Like, well, no, really, I get that. So how about we dig in? And it took years and years and years before I finally found a doctor who was even willing to, one, treat the osteoporosis. Um, hello, I don't want to shatter if I fall on the ground. Uh, and also, two, to listen to me and what I wanted. And what I wanted was the root of the problem. What is causing a woman in her 20s who is pretty healthy eats healthy, exercises, like all the things, what's causing that? Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of the kickoff to my like, hey, um, something's wrong and my body's telling me. And it was incredibly hard to advocate for that because it just kept, you know, I, I was living my life. I was trying to do other things. Um, at that point, I was in the middle of a crappy marriage and I headed into a divorce soon after. So there were so many other things going on in my life that a lot of times I did have to say, all right, this has to be put away over here. I have to deal with this stuff right now. Um, it took until probably a couple of years ago, and I'm 44 now, to actually figure out what caused that. And it turns out it was because my food allergies that went undiagnosed throughout my childhood were so bad that they had pretty much destroyed my digestive system. So I had really bad leaky gut. Everything mm. was just, you know, seeping out. So even though I was taking in the calcium, it was just seeping out. Um, the best I could do as far as talking with doctors was getting to your blood calcium is good. Like, but something's going on between there and the bones because mm -hmm. my bones should not be hollow. I'm not a bird. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. Um, <laughs> you know, one piece of the journey, um, the rest of it has been... Um, since I, I had children in my early thirties and afterwards, well, actually back up a second during my second pregnancy, I was carrying my daughter so low that people thought they were going to have an emergency wherever I was. Like it, I looked like I was ready to go any second. And we're talking like 30 weeks along, I was in a store and a woman who was a nurse came over to me and was like, are you okay? Are you, are you having contractions? And I'm like, I'm fine. Kind of. I feel like crap, but I'm fine. I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't sleep at night. My hips were in horrible pain. Mm. I went through both pregnancies with that pain, but the second one where I was carrying so low and nobody said anything, nobody said that's not normal. And, you know, we just, oh, okay, this must be okay. I'm just carrying really low. Um, my doctor, my OB-GYN actually said, you look terrible. 
when I went in for like my 36 week visit with her. And I'm like, thanks. I love that. Um, <laughs> terrible. Uh, I thought I was a hot mama, but I'm a hot mess. And she was like, you know, we need to get you on the induction list because you should not be in that much pain. So that was a little step forward, but we still didn't get to that. Why, why am I in so much pain? It took years then as I was, you know, trying to support young children, I was exhausted. I was in pain all the time. I was constantly at my chiropractor. Um, I couldn't wear jeans until I think Talia, my little one, my eight-year-old, until she was like a year, maybe a year and a half because my hips were so painful. I couldn't wear like hard pants. Mm -hmm. Um, It hurt. And people just kept saying, oh, you're getting older. Oh, you're recovering from pregnancy. Oh, you know, you just complain a lot. I mean, I got all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, between that, that problem. And then I dealt with this weird weight issue starting when I was 13. Um, I was this teeny little thing. I mean, you can see how big my arms are. I'm I'm actually a pretty small frame. I was this teeny little thing in eighth grade. And I suddenly got these huge thighs. And I was like, I don't know what I did. Did I eat a donut wrong? Like what, what happened? And clear through high school, like I would randomly just gain weight and there was no rhyme or reason to it. And I finally didn't, I didn't figure it out until like this year, I finally saw someone who was a a hormone specialist and she, she started telling me every single thing that the people she works with deal with. And I was like, that's me. It was hormones. It was a adrenal problem where I was in such a state of stress, (laughs) I guess, um, as much as an eighth grader can be, I had a very stressful life. Um, I was always stressed about everything. I was worried about my grades. I you know, was worried about making friends, was worried about getting into college, all of those things. And I guess my body couldn't handle that on top of all the allergies that I was dealing with. So my body went into this adrenal fatigue problem, um, continued clear through where my estrogen and progesterone were off. So mm-hmm. I would, if I was stressed, I suddenly gained weight and I couldn't get rid of it. And that problem stayed with me for 30 years. So between that and <laughs> you're making the faces that I was making the whole way through. Yeah, you're just like, why did it take this long to figure yeah. out? Yeah, but like That's 30 maddening. and then the uh, the pain. And it was like the past few years that I finally, thanks to you know people like you online talking about this stuff. And I was like, okay, I do still have questions and I do need to advocate for myself. I shouldn't be in pain. I shouldn't be randomly gaining five pounds, even though I'm eating salads all the time. Um, I shouldn't feel like this at all. I, I should be able to focus more on my joy, my family and my career. I know long story. (laughs) There's so much in there. I mean, one is that leaky gut is a precursor to a lot of issues. So people who have Hashimoto's, like one of the triggers for thyroid, a lot of thyroid issues is leaky gut. And leaky gut can be from internal stressors, like your the foods that you were eating that your body didn't like. It could be from external stressors, like all the worry. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I love what you said about listening to your body's symptoms, because they really are the warning lights. And had you not continued to advocate for yourself, which is annoying that you had to do that, right? Yeah. A lot of gaslighting in the medical community for women's pain, but mm-hmm. the fact that, and the fact that it took you 30 years, also frustrating, right? Um but you kept at it because you're like, my body is telling me something. You are not listening. I have to deal with this every day. We have got to figure this out. Thank goodness you found the woman who is helping you because otherwise 
The problem with the symptoms is that they are literally giving you advance notice of something. Right. Right. They're like, hey, heads up, something's bad going to happen if you don't listen. And it's going to get worse over time. So thank goodness you eventually found it. Yeah. Um, and like you said, with the calcium in the blood, yeah, the blood's the worst place to check for calcium. The best place to check it, it's in the thought, if it's, if it's excreted in the soft tissue, like we usually check for it in hair. So I'm touching my hair. I was like, why are they touching your hair? Um, <laughs> we usually check for it in hair because if your body's excreting it from in your soft tissue, like your hair, some people have joint pain, which is because sharp calcium is a sharp mineral. So it'll end up in the joints. It's not in your bones, right? It needs to be in the bones and your teeth. And if it's not there, if it's in the soft tissue, that's when you know your body's not absorbing it. Hmm. So wow that it took you this, not you, but like, well, it's, it's frustrating that it took this long for anyone to tell you this. Yeah. Because most of us are not, you know, experts in the medical community who should know that, who should right. see the symptoms and start to ask questions. But you're right. Fine. Getting to the root cause is the ultimate place to be because, and I know you're, you aren't here necessarily to like extol the value virtues of functional medicine, but of course I'm the evangelist right now of functional medicine because I see it every day getting to the root cause is how you eventually solve the problem rather than just band-aiding it with, um, with, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals or surgery, right? Well, surgery is like the ultimate, like, oh, we don't know what it is. We'll just take it out. Yeah. And yeah, the band-aid is usually some kind of medication. So thank you for sharing that. That is, that is quite a journey. Sure. Yeah. I think the only thing that kept me going was, so I have a biology degree and I knew I was like, there are things I just don't know all of them. <laughs> like, I know there's a why, like I remember doing my lab work and going back through and be like, okay, well, but why, but why, why is this? Mm. And surely someone's going to agree with me that we need to peel back the layers. And I did find a couple doctors who were willing to peel back to a point, but then it was beyond their expertise or then it was okay. You know, or we can't do anything else. So it was a lot of digging. Yeah. It's like detective work. You feel like a detective. I feel like all of the pieces, all these labs that we do, they're all little clues. They're going to help us get closer to the actual underlying reason for things. Wow. I am glad that you found your way to health and healing because that is quite an experience. Yeah, it definitely was. Hmm. Well, tell us about this because you had mentioned, um, writing a book in a weekend is not healthy or delicious. <laughs> Yeah. Be strategic about your writing so you can be in flow, not force. And as somebody who has written, what do we say, 10, 11 books at this point, <laughs> 10 books, um, while feeling not great most of the time, how how were you able to, one, how were you able to structure writing your book? And two, like to be strategic and how, two, how were you able to do it in flow and not force? Because I know a lot of us women who are like go-getters, we're just like, I'm just going to get it done come hell or high water. doesn't really matter whatever else I have going on. It doesn't matter if I have a migraine today, like it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and I've met so many people like that. Uh, people have come into my world and said, I want to write a book. You know, do you have a weekend thing? Do you have um, a month long thing? And I'm like, are you okay? Do you, do you hate yourself that much? <laughs> um, it, so just so using is it a really thing. short book. <laughs> well, like, this isn't a super short book. This is Braving the Shore. So you can see how thick it is. Um, and it took me about six weeks to write that. But it was because I was in flow. And it was because I had prepped so much. The key for writing your book is to make sure that you are 
doing all of the back end stuff first. So you're doing all the thinking, all the processing, all the like, oh, I wonder if this would resonate with my audience. Let me just post on Facebook and see what they think of this idea. Um, all of those kind of things, looking at what your business does and aligning it with what your book is supposed to do. Um, once you have all of those things figured out, then you can create an outline that makes sense for the book. And then you know what you're supposed to do because it's a to-do list. You just sit down and you go, okay, chapter one, this is what I'm going to be writing about. Chapter two, this is what I'm going to be writing about. I'm not advocating that you write your book in order either. You can write, you know, different chapters at different times, whatever's working for you. But the point is to be in flow and you're not going to be in flow if you sit down and you're like, all right, chapter one, what am I going to do? It's like if you, if uh, I'm going to use this example because it's my daily nightmare, my kids every day are like, what's for dinner? And I'm going, I don't know. What will you eat? I have no idea. I have two very picky children. Um, they're also very uh, type A. So if they don't particularly care for me saying, all right, let's do tacos tonight. And they're like, no, it's chicken noodle soup night, mom. We're not feeling tacos. Um, this is something that to me would is stressful um, because it's not something that I tend to plan out. But when I do plan it out, when I do say, oh, you know what? I have ground chicken. I, I can do tacos. We have ground chicken and taco shells instead of going, okay, I have to do this. Um, do we have, no, we don't have that. Oh, we're, we're out of salad. Um, oh, we're out of this. Well, you know, it's that sort of feeling when you go in the kitchen and you're like, I have no idea. And I've got to pull a meal together. Um, same thing with your book. It's so much easier if you say, you know, Monday night, we're doing tacos. Tuesday night, we're doing uh, uh, chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Wednesday night, we're going to have chicken salads, you know, and plan it all out. Make sure you know what you're doing ahead of time. Wait, so you're saying planning re reduces stress. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's simple, but it's really complex. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because as someone who is a consummate planner, like as the person who has the spreadsheets for Thanksgiving, like planning is exciting to me. <laughs> yeah. no, I'll do that. I'll do spreadsheets for Thanksgiving. But for my daily meals, I think because my kids are so picky, I tend to put it off. And that's what causes the problem. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Well, we'll talk later because I have a whole meal planning system I'll tell you about. <laughs> so if you want to know more about Corey's, you know, how to write a book for your business fast, she has a book called The Spark Method. So is this what your, is this your first book? Was this your, like your third or fourth book? Where was this in the lineup of your books? Um, this one. So I had written five novels and I think one children's book by that point. And then I did this one um, so yeah, about six books in, I did my nonfiction, um, uh, because I, I had a coaching business at that point and I realized I really should have some simple tool that people can pick up to help them write a book fast because not everybody is suited for my programs. Not everybody, um, has the time. Not everybody really wants to go through a coaching program. Some people just want a book that that's, you know, that's the best way for them to learn. So that's why I created the spark method. I love it. Well, now you can write your health journey book using the spark method. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So one thing I wanted to pinpoint here is something that we've been kind of talking about, but I really want to underscore it is taking care of you is more, even more important when embarking on a big project. And the reason I feel it's really necessary to mention this is because I know a lot of us women, when we have a big project, 
we say, all right, I'm going to put everything else on hold and I'm going to do the project. I don't need to work out. I don't need to eat healthy. I don't need to do anything. Like, I don't need to worry about anything other than this big thing. We tend to put all of our focus on that thing we want to accomplish. And then when we're done, we're like, oh, then I'll get back to my self-care routine. Then I'll get back to meal prepping or planning. Then I'll get back to all the other things. But the problem in my experience is that you cannot be your best, the best version of you while doing that big project, if you are not taking the time to make sure you get your self-care in, to make sure you get enough sleep, to make sure you get your water and foods that are going to support your body. I mean, how did you write a book in six weeks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, I mean, I'm assuming that you were still taking care of all of your daily stuff. Yeah. Um, so for that particular book, it fit in because I was um, a lot of my clients had finished up in the spring and I didn't have many coming in until fall. So it was kind of a lower, uh, lower period of, uh, fullness for my business. Um, and it worked, it was, uh, it, it, but it, you know, had I planned it out that way, I, I would have said, all right, you know, I'm looking at the full year here and this would be the time to write a book. So I think that again, it's that planning part of the strategy that you really need to sit down and say, um, okay, you know, I, I need to take, like for my programs, we do five months. I need to take five months to write this book. So that's stretching it out. Um, we don't do a like crammed in, you know, make sure you get all this stuff done sort of a program. We make sure that you have plenty of time. Um, I used to do a three month program and I found that my authors are a little more stressed. <laughs> so we stretched it to five because that allows you, even with like the group program where you're turning in two chapters per month, um, you end up with about 10 chapters that have been reviewed and you can probably write, you know, an additional five, you know, your intro, your conclusion, um, and maybe a couple others in that amount of time too. So thinking about doing like three chapters a month instead of trying to do like eight, um, that helps you stretch it out a little bit easier. Um, the biggest thing is to make sure that you have a deadline, that you have, you know, whatever time you need. If you want to do it in six weeks, it's doable. I would say it's really hard for a new author to do that. Um, for me, it was because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew that when I sit down at the keyboard, I'm pretty much in a flow state. It's almost like I'm downloading the book and I'm just typing it. I'm like watching a movie in my mind and just typing. I write fiction, so it's a little different from nonfiction. Um, but with nonfiction too, you make sure that you have that time. If you need to stop and say, wow, this is a really hard story and I can't do this. I need to go for a walk. Um, I, I need to go um, you know, watch a happy movie or whatever it is. Making sure that you have the things that fit in. Um, I had an author who liked to get up in the morning and write. So she would schedule like three mornings a week. She would get up an hour before her kids were up and make sure that that was her writing time. And she wasn't neglecting you know, her other stuff throughout the day. She still made sure that she ate healthy and she got in her workout, but she knew she could fit three extra hours in a week. And that was all she needed. And she got through her book in time. And I love what you said about taking the break, going for a walk. And, and a lot of us already know this, but ignore it. <laughs> that is when you're stuck, it's really helpful. Just remove yourself from the situation. Think about something else. I mean, that's why a lot of us have our best ideas in the shower, right? Okay. We're not thinking, we're not seriously sitting there with a serious face going, I need to come up with X, Y, or Z for my book. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. All right. And the last thing that I really wanted to share my empower your healthy, delicious lifestyle with Claudine share is to make time for joy. 
And that could even be stopping to read a book in your favorite chair. I have a favorite chair. And this is why I bring it up <laughs> because uh, I literally will say to my kids, it's mommy's time to read. Mommy's going to be in her chair. You do whatever you need to do. If you need something right now, let's do it and we'll be done because mommy has a reading time. <laughs> but we all need to make time for that joy. Some people call it unicorn space. There's a great book by Eve Rodsky for anyone who hasn't read it. Actually, I'll put it in the notes. Why not? Um, I wish I had it here, but it's actually, I'm reading it. <laughs> so it's downstairs in by my favorite chair. Um, <laughs> but I'm really excited to get your new book, Braving the Shore. I ordered it. I wish I didn't come in time because uh, I wanted to read a little bit ahead of time. But I'm really excited. Actually, this isn't even your newest book. Your newest book's coming out in November. Um, but I can't wait to read this one because it'll give me it'll give me another excuse to, I'm sorry, I have to go read in my chair. Because mm -hmm. that brings me joy. But for other people, it could be other things that bring them joy, right? It could be, um, I don't know, painting. It could be going on hikes. It could, you know, whatever. But making that time for joy really does, to utilize your word, spark those ideas um, and help get the juices, the creative juices flowing, because I can tell you from experience, as I'm sure many women can, when you're constantly in the grind, your body and your brain do not have any time for creativity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know whenever I make time for myself, and I've been doing this a lot more as my kids are older, they're eight and 10 now, so it's a little bit easier. Um, but I always make sure that in the evening, um, once they go to bed, that is my time. That is absolutely my time. Now, sometimes I will manage to get an extra of my time in the evening. Like if they're doing homework, I'll say, you know what? You guys do homework. I'm going to sit on the couch and read. And when you have a question, you'll let me know. And I'll pause my time and come help you. And that gives me that like, oh, you know, they're doing something that's good for their brain. I'm going to do something that's good for mine. Love it. Oh, my gosh. So good. Well, I know we could talk about this for a while because there's so much goodness here. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Corey. It was such a treat to have you. Yeah, thank you. This was so much fun. And I want you to tell everyone about this free gift that you are offering. I'm going to put the, uh, the link here. I'll also put in the show notes. Sure. So this is my service story guide. And uh, at Aurora Coriolis Publishing, that's my publishing house, we have a really high focus on story and doing it effectively. So this is something that'll help you be able to get your story out a little more, um, a little more easily than you would have otherwise, um, while it's also connecting with the audience. And, you know, you can write a story and have it not connect with the audience. So there are tips that I share in here that help you really build that connection and, you know, It'll help you once you get the story out to be able to use that book to, you know, leverage it, to leverage your story. Well, absolutely. Who doesn't want the, the story they're writing for their audience to connect with their audience? It's a really good point. I don't think a lot of people think about that. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Sure. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Corey. I'm going to put you in the green room. Have a mock. I'll be back there in just a minute. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. How much fun was that? I hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. And I want to thank you for joining us. And I want to remind you, how are you going to create a healthy, delicious lifestyle for you today? Uh, until then, make sure you join me for another episode of Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central. And have a healthy, delicious lifestyle. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at ingoodcleantaste.com. 
Be sure to join me for another episode every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Welcome explorers of the human experience. This is Let's Talk Soul and I'm your host, Claudia Monicelli. We're not afraid of the great mysteries of existence here. Soul versus consciousness, we're on it. Spirituality versus science, we've got that covered too. Join us in navigating these profound topics with wisdom, curiosity, and a dash of audacity. Whether you're a spiritual veteran or just starting your journey, Let's Talk Soul is your passport to the unknown. Let's Talk Soul, diving into the depths of the human spirit. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.